please don't name this that. Well, what's another? Should it just be U T O P I A? U T O P I. Can you just three? These are the choices: Utopia or U T O P I. Can you just call it the the episode name? Which is Utopia. Hey. Hello and welcome to Keyset to the Future. We're your hosts. I'm Grace. My name is John. And we're here to talk about our love for John Keyset, one movie at a time. Yeah, one moment and one brave moment at a time. <laughs> brave moment. <laughs> Fuck. <coughs> Fuck. <laughs> because Grace, uh what? I feel like this episode is about brave moments because your favorite character in this show. Uh, we're talking about Utopia, by the way. <laughs> Utopia episode three. Yeah. Um, and the hands down hero or favorite Ugh. character of this episode for uh, Grace, right? Is Ian. Fuck that guy. <laughs> There's fuck it's... that fake ass. <laughs> He is not in the world because he is dedicated to the comic. He is just there to try to get on Becky's good side. And even then, he's not working it for me. I'm like, you said the stupidest line I've ever heard in the goddamn series. As soon as this character (gasps) said this line, I wrote it down. I was just like, oh, I wasn't even taking notes for this episode. I paused my TV (laughs) and I went to get a piece of paper. I was like, I have to write this down for Grace. (laughs) She's going to hate it. It's a stupid line. <clears throat> so, <laughs> um, at this point, by the way, we're at the point of the series of Utopia, where we're not gonna have the uh, sp- the spoiler uh, spoiler wall free. of protection. Yeah, uh, it's now open season on spoilers, so we're starting with the spoiler of what Ian said to Becky uh, in this episode. They were fighting about possibly escaping and leaving Jessica uh, and escaping her uh, her control. Uh, but Becky reveals that she's been sick and she's looking for the cure for her illness in the comic uh, dystopia. Um, so Becky leaves the conversation and Ian goes back to her and he says one of the greatest lines that I've ever seen in an Amazon Prime show. And he goes, we don't have to be boyfriend or girlfriend, but you make me want to be brave. So let me be brave. And I was this like, is an adult. <laughs> yeah, they're, the not, they're not children. Who they're, says uh, this line? Adults. And I'm like, I, I hate that he said that we don't have to be boyfriend and girlfriend. He could have said something completely different. I don't mind the brave shit, even though it's hokey as fuck. But it's just like, dude, don't go up to a grown ass woman and say we don't have to be boyfriend or girl and girlfriend. I'm like, don't go to a grown ass anybody. (laughs) (laughs) That's in my head. I'm like, there has that was strategic on whoever wrote this, the wording of it, because it's like we don't have to be together. I don't need, you know, like you, you don't have to have feelings for me. There's so many other ways of saying it, but he says it in the most dumbass way. Yeah, and my two thoughts was just like, you're right, Ian. You don't have to be these things. You don't even have to be in this show. You can please leave now. And um, the second thing that I was thinking about is something that we watched last week, but we won't reveal or release until next week's episode, which is uh, Serendipity. I finally yeah. got the title right. Woo. But uh, 
Jeremy Piven's character has this line when it comes to romance and love. It's like it's a line between uh, jackassery and dumbass. Like, th- th- how does the line go? But I just know it's a a, a thing about being a jack, willing to be a jackass, but not being a dumbass. Yeah. So he Ian in this scene would have very much disappointed uh, Jeremy Piven's character because he just went full dumbass. That was stu- it's stupid. It's a stupid thing. It's a stupid. Yeah. Stupid words falling out of a stupid man's mouth. <laughs> stupid character. We, I, but, and again, we don't like Ian at all. We liked him at the beginning, at the it pilot. Cute. We talked about the meet cute the first time yeah. we talked about episode one. And I was like, we love Ian and Becky. Please don't fuck this up. And then the next episode, they immediately fucked us up. Because Ian yeah. is a jerk. <laughs> yeah. How much we lo- dislike Ian is how much I really like Becky. She's a great oh, character. Yeah. Um. So. We started the episode off on, sorry, the way we didn't plan on doing it. Uh, we started talking about uh, Ian and Becky. We yeah. started talking about Ian specifically, but let's talk about our favorite moment from this episode. Um, because we we started our utopia breakdowns of wanting and hoping that we were going to get an evil Cusack. Yes. And we're finally not only seeing Fucking that really good turn. But we're seeing pretty much a confirmation. Again, this is going to be very spoilery, full on spoilers, actually. Yeah. But we see and confirm that this is evil Cusack. Yes. And it's just, it's so good. Because he's, and again, like Cusack didn't show up in the first one. He had maybe a total of five minutes in the last, in the second episode where it was like, you meet him and he's the doctor who's, you know, trying to do good things for the earth. And then he has this like moment with his children at dinner. Mm-hmm. And this one, um, we're in in the last scene of the episode, it's very much revealed that he is a bad guy. Mm-hmm. And I just fucking flipped out. I love it so much. The the reveal is beautiful. Mm-hmm. Right? So There's such a slow build. Like yeah. we just see the the hitman from the first episode mm-hmm. knocking on the window of John Cusack's office and he's yeah. holding a gun. So for a split second, you're like, "Oh shit, is he here to try and like talk oh, to Cusack or I kill didn't think Cusack?" That for a second, I didn't think I, I saw him there, yeah. and I was like, "They're gonna talk." Yeah, I was like, "They're gonna talk." Like I didn't necessarily think that um, RB was working for Cusack, I thought he might be going there to get information. But I was like, there's no way he's going to kill him or do all these things. I'm yeah. like, they know each other. Yeah. And then Cusack just lets him in. He tells him to be quiet and lets him in. And then it becomes this very, like, I thought it was a sweet moment and it was very weird. It was, yeah. Like even if you remove the like the very eerie musical score for this scene, mm-hmm. or just like you didn't have as many Dutch angles as you did, the there's Dutch- something alarming about the way this scene played out. You know, yeah. like last episode we talked about how that person who found Grant was just too nice that it was alarming. It's kind of same vibes for this where you just don't trust it or it's just too too wholesome to an extent where you're just like there's something off especially you know who these characters are and what they could be yeah it's um because cusack lets him into this office and then right away cusack opens this drawer that was just filled 
very neatly filled with raisin boxes. Yeah. And then he grabs some, hands one to the uh, to Arby. But Arby sits down. One. Yeah. Like he comes in and immediately sits down on the floor like a little kid. Yeah. And then you see Cusack give him the raisins, and there's like this smile between them, and it's like, ooh, yeah. what is this? And I thought that I was like, I love this reveal. It's done very nice. And he just mm-hmm. kind of sits down, and it looks like they're like two little kids just powwowing, sharing a snack. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, he very clearly knows what's happening. Like everyone in this room knows exactly who they are. Mm-hmm. And he even says he's like Cusack turns him and he's just like things haven't been going as well for well, you as for they you. normally do. Yeah. And then he 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 briefs him on uh, the uh, the current state of his pursuit of uh, the comic. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he even tells him how many people he's killed, that he took a guy's eye, and then the whole time mm-hmm. Cusack is counting on his because the lead up to this is Cusack asks him what have you again like he did with his that kids question. the last episode that question of what have you done today to um, earn your place to earn your place in this, place crowded, in this crowded crowded world you know and then he starts saying he killed this dude and like he killed this dude this guy this person and it's then the not whole even time, he just says numbers and places five in the mm-hmm. storage room three at the hotel yeah. you know, like and you just see John moving his, count on his fingers. his fingers yeah um and just very intently listening like you know like how you listen to a child and it's mm-hmm. like at the end when when arby goes so 25 in total john does this thing with his hand where he just flashes five five mm-hmm. times with his hand and i thought i was like why am i so unsettled by the way that he's counting mm-hmm. and like the and again like dutch angles when they're done beautifully Mm-hmm. like work really well and this entire scene the back and forth were just dutch angles and yeah. i was just, like when it was angled on john's face i was like the physicality of him be like you you see it and you're like oh you are sinister yeah gosh i thought that was amazing i loved it so much as and also like there was the audible like yes we called it he's the bad guy yeah, do it. <laughs> <laughs> you know and I think that's the thing of like where we're like, oh, it's too sweet. He's too sweet in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Right. And even in this episode, like this, the, the ep- what was it? Like the scene before. What was that scene? Oh, when he, so he meets up with um, Rain Wilson's character, who is Michael Stern, mm-hmm. um, who is the, basement scientist at a community college i don't even know if he's a doctor is he dr stern he he just calls himself professor okay so he's professor stern yeah we have dr christie who's john and then professor stern who's rain um and this is right after they find out that this is the the flu that he found in like west ghana or something right um, and this is the one that he found and wrote a paper about and ultimately found a vaccine for, right? Mm-hmm. So he's so excited. He goes there, gets to meet one of his mentors, one of the greatest scientists, right, who is Dr. Christie. And then that whole exchange is so unnerving. Yeah. Like the musical score was so good, so subtle, but so good. Um, it was just very unnerving. But like, here's. Um, I keep wanting to call him Dwight. But here's Rain Wilson's character going in there 
with the information that like uh christine needs yeah yet the whole time cusack has such control of the environment it's so well done you know he's, he's like he's just ready to like chew him up and then especially there was a moment where they're going back and forth whether the vaccine that uh stern right yeah stern has is ready or they need to run more tests cusack like has this he takes a beat he looks at him and he was just like is this about uh taking credit for everything and then there's this this really good exchange between them and then from then from then on it really sets the pace of like what these characters are after yeah. and like where they stand and it it's very revealing for these two characters these two really good actors to just show like without really speaking or with just a moment you know of just like where where we are with these characters it's so well done i love that scene yeah well we have the whole beginning where they meet each other and they just gas each other up they're like you're amazing no you're amazing oh you're your yeah. research on this is really good. Your research on this. And like uh, the whole time they're like doing that handshake, the double handshake where like, you know, you're holding the guy and then the other the other hand is encompassing. So you're being like completely covered by two hands. Yeah. And like it's so good. Like I wrote down like the banter between these two. Like they don't miss a fucking beat. Like mm-hmm. they're just going off and guessing each other up and saying, like, I really admire you for your work. It's like, no, no, I admire you for your work. Like, you discovered this. You found this. You figured out how to solve mm-hmm. our problem. But the whole time, like, John is very much encompassing his hand, maintaining eye contact, and having, like, that that facade of a smile that he keeps mm-hmm. out throughout the entire season, like, last, last episode and this episode. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, it's, sh- it's like slowly showing how unnerving he is. Yeah. Right? Because even when he kind of, you, you see him slightly get upset that, like, uh, Professor Stern's not going to give him the signature to release the vaccine so quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, you see, like, that subtle shift of, like, you know, we don't necessarily need you, but we do. Yeah. Right? And he's like, And then okay. he full on says, he's like, yeah, well, we- thank you. We're going to get it anyway. Yeah, we'll find another way to to get this signed off on and just dismisses him and you're like the fuck was this five minute thing for like you did not need him at all this was a courtesy i was like holy shit john's characters i'm i'm ready to see what else he can unleash excited for because this is like and we're still getting tiny doses of cusack like these two scenes that we've mentioned there might have there was one more i believe uh another cusack scene before this but he has such presence in these scenes and they just they're just teasing us with little like costco-sized samples of like (laughs) where we're going with his character it's very exciting and it all like every episode it's like uh, of course it's my favorite storyline because it is uh cusack but like even if like this character if i was just reading about this character it's very interesting you know yeah well, I mean, there's there, and it was with it last time too. Of like, we couldn't, we couldn't quite put our finger on why he just made us nervous. And I think it's because he never loses his temper, mm-hmm. right? Because in the second in the second episode, even when they confronted him on national live TV about mm-hmm. the meat 
possibly being contaminated with this fatal flu. He was like, okay, I'm done talking and just kind of storms off politely. Mm -hmm. And then mumbles to himself. He was just like, it's not meat. Yeah, it's not meat. Um, And it's not the flu. (laughs) Right? And so I was like, okay, is that the most upset we're going to get with him so far? Right? And like, yeah, because in this episode, the, the scene before with him is that his facility that is creating Simpo, Simpro, Simple mm-hmm. Protein, is being raided by the FBI, mm-hmm. right? Where they're shutting down everything and they're going to test all the meat in the facility just to make sure. Mm-hmm. And he's just, he just looks unbothered by it. Yeah. He's just like, like meanwhile, okay. his assistant and his oldest son is there, and he's just like they're they're the ones to show his the emotions, like his emotions. Like one's trying to calm like the other one down, the other one's being very aggressive and just like you can't do this, you're crossing a government line. And then meanwhile, John is just like, okay, well, you guys can take all the samples you want, but can you guys just at least at least let us continue production because we're supposed to send this meat out to, to certain schools? Yeah, you know, and you still. Very much in control, yeah. but you're just like, damn, he's just, he's very focused on what he has to do. Yeah. And even then he wasn't bothered. Like the person mm-hmm. who was coming in to shut down, he didn't like, they've gotten in fights before apparently. Mm-hmm. And he just kind of goes, oh, oh, she's here. Oh, okay. And they're like, what? And he goes, oh, I may have called her a bitch at one point in time or something. And then he just says, hey, hello, whatever, you know, like yeah. nothing. There's there's like a level of like, like nothing ever goes above simmering for him. And the one thing that I thought of during uh, while you mentioned that mm-hmm. is it reminds me of uh, those those like stretch of like psychological thriller movies Robin Williams did. Uh, in the early 2000s where it was like 24 oh, like, hour photo wow. insomnia those move like his performances in those are so unnerving to me is because it's because like you know what this dude is capable of like he's ready to le- reach certain levels you know like yeah. be this high energy person but it's so controlled it's unnerving so uh, for Cusack we know that he's a great yeller like that's one of my favorite things is just <laughs> yelling Cusack yeah. you know like you know he can get loud he has this energy about him but for him to control that and just channel it and just be very focused with what he's doing very deliberate mm-hmm. it's kind of unnerving you know because things are being getting intense around him for things that he should care about yeah but he, like you said he's unbothered which is so it's such a subtle thing of control, yeah. you know? It's so good. Well, that's the thing, too, is I'm ready for... I Like, I wonder in what direction are they going to make him be the bad guy. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like, when are we going to see the, the good scientist facade come off and you start seeing, like, Just the interaction with Arby? Like, yeah. you know, like, does he actually... Is he actually going to, like, take up something? You know, because I'm, because the whole time I'm like, eventually, like, even the way that he talks, right? Because there's mm-hmm. a part where obviously human life doesn't mean as much to him, right? Because it's a crowded world. If you need to get rid of people, you get rid of people, right? Mm-hmm. And I think he has that, that great, like, exchange with Arby towards the end where they, like, hug and they're like, 
so appreciative of each other like mm-hmm. like it's a repeat of the dinner scene right like they're so mm. appreciative and he's like your place in this world this is what you do good and i am proud of you and i was mm. just like you know because he, he goes everyone has a purpose and then your purpose is this mm-hmm. right and he justifies like the the psychopathic nature of like everything around him and i was like holy fuck you like to say that I am proud of you and your purpose in this crowded world is to get rid of these people is to find me Jessica is Mm -hmm. to you know Mm -hmm. and I I was like this is amazing yeah (laughs) but also like the dialogue is just it's really it it feels like genuine to me which is really good because sometimes with bad guys you're just like uh quit soapboxing you know Mm -hmm. but there's a part where like where RB shows him a picture of Jessica and it's just like, is this, is this Jessica? Mm-hmm. And the way that Dr. Christie says it is just like, this feels like her, not mm-hmm. this, this looks like her. No, this feels like her. Like this is yeah. her signature. Like mm-hmm. I kind of wonder like how long he's been hunting in his own way you know and and it fits perfectly with his character too because like he's probably been searching for this person and this comic book for a very long time mm-hmm. but it still very much seems in line with the person who who would say something a, a few sentences earlier or after that everyone has a purpose you know yeah. and then this seems very much like on brand with someone that same person also saying this feels like her you yeah. know so it's it's such a a good way they're they're just working through like the darker parts of Cusack's character. Yeah. It's just such a well done turn. And it took us a while to get evil Cusack, not only for this show, but just throughout his through. uh his career. Yeah. But like I'm kind of happy, like as much as we've talked about wanting evil Cusack, I'm glad that the first time we get it is right now where it's it feels more impactful because we've been waiting for it mm-hmm. and it's done right you mm-hmm. know mm-hmm. so because it's like we've seen bad cusack before where he is a bad guy but this like it's quirky cusack right yeah. like it's like when he was in um gross point he's quirky he's a bad guy sort mm-hmm. of yeah morally flexible yeah right and then in uh ice harvest Ice Harvest, he's doing less than good things. Yeah, but again, quirky character. Quirky. Like, you're yeah. somewhat rooting for him. And in this one, are we rooting for him? I don't, like, I'm rooting for information about his character, but I don't think I'm rooting for his character. Hmm, okay. Because I wonder yeah, about that. Like, is this something... Do you, like, in, in what way do we root for a bad guy, right? Or an evil guy? Because I... F- that's there's a distinction, right? Like he is mm-hmm. he is an evil character mm-hmm. in this one, right? He's actively I don't well, we're not sure. But mm-hmm. there are situations where he is poisoning kids. Yeah. Maybe. We don't right? know like to what extent he's aware of the knowledge or if like that's his desired goal. But from the way that they're presenting Dr. Christie, it's very much in alignment with some of uh, my favorite villains, you know, just 
whether yeah. like in comic books even whether yeah. it's um like the reverse flash whether it's sinestro which are two of my favorite comic book villains like the things that really like gravitate me towards those characters is the line of like good and bad aren't necessarily important to them they just know that in the bigger picture what they're doing needs to be done yeah you know so they're doing it because you liken you liken the idea of like cusack being like lex luther lex luther yeah of like this is gonna fix things even this if is, it's gonna fuck everything up right? yeah like this this needs to happen you know like yeah. and that's why like I, I i feel like i'm still very much unsure and very intrigued by the like the plot threat especially that they kept bringing it up of just like what are you doing to to earn your place in this crowded crowded world yeah you know so like one thing that we talked about is this that how much of his knowing is actually like him putting out the pandemic you know is like is this his way of like you know thinning out the population and when he was talking to arby even he was just like very proudly counting and you know he's he said everyone has a purpose this is yours you know so he's very much encouraging of like mm -hmm. what needs to be done you know if oh yeah it serves a purpose which is great so such yeah. a such an intriguing character especially if you count his his screen time <laughs> it's not that much but the time that they've given him it's just so good yeah and i think the rest of the episode kind of because in the other ones we only talked about cusack and the other ones like i didn't feel like the story necessarily lined up with his story and mm -hmm. now especially in this one like it feels like okay now everything is connected we can talk about the whole show now mm -hmm. because with this one like automatically we know he's connected to jessica and we were entirely sure we thought maybe he would be the dad but it's revealed that he's he's not yeah right um and i'm i'm really excited to see how he interacts with her because my my prediction is that her dad who was a scientist worked for him mm -hmm. right um and created all these viruses in the lab Right. And, mm -hmm. you know, possibly this is one of his creations. This this virus is one of his creations. But um, there's a part where like, oh, apparently like Jessica and her father were held somewhere mm -hmm. called home. And, and I'm thinking that they were all kind of held at a facility um, where the dad worked under Christy mm -hmm. and maybe she was experimented on because that's kind of the trope of things right like if you're a mad scientist the easiest people to experiment on are the people around you yeah so like if he started testing out things to her because i think she's going to be one of those savior like she vaccinated type of thing you know <laughs> yeah like, like her blood's the good blood yeah somewhere within her dna or in her blood is like yeah. the cure to this pandemic yeah which i mean yeah. if that is or is it something that i could see happening like where cusack already knows that this vaccine that um professor dwight 
is out there it, it's gonna make things worse so this is all part of his plan yeah to like spread the pandemic even more because more people so so oh shit so this could like totally clear his name from the pandemic because they're like we thought it was connected to the meat it's not but there is a flu going around we found this professor who has the vaccine so don't worry everyone so everyone starts taking the vaccine mm -hmm. but then that's when like the flu the actual pandemic starts and mm -hmm. spreads mm -hmm. like on a more global scale okay because you know, so. okay so then it just becomes an adverse side effect Mm -hmm. right. and, and then it has nothing to do with uh, Christie Labs and then later down mm -hmm. the line he knows how to fix it so again he looks like the hero okay okay because my okay so my thing is like we are, like he's actively seeking out Utopia again which is the comic that they they that everyone has died for like literally everyone has died to get their yeah. hands on this on this right um and so now he knows the kid has it grant grant mm -hmm. has it and grant is going to lead them somewhere right because mm -hmm. again rb is one of those people who he's a he's an assassin he's a tracker he mm -hmm. does these things right um and he's not as i don't want to say I don't like this word flamboyant as the other one. Who is Arby? Arby. Cause then his partner Rod was like the flashy one. Yeah. Right. Yeah. With the car and just the way he carried himself. And the way that he did his executions, he was very flashy about it. Whereas Arby is very matter of fact of like, here are the three things I'm going to do. You have three chances. You know what I'm going to do to you. Mm -hmm. Right. And then the other one you know, bragging or trying to be a dick to like antagonize those last final moments of his victim loses sight of something and dies, mm -hmm. right? Whereas the other one was like, "Nope, I'm gonna go clean up stuff. I'm hoping you can clean up stuff here." Yeah. So. Yeah. But I'm I'm really intrigued of how we're gonna figure out dr christie's role because i think he i don't necessarily think he's the big bad who in the comics is called dr rabbit or mr rabbit mm -hmm. right because there's mr rabbit and then there's harvest yeah um and that's what i'm thinking too i think he's harvest but i still think uh mr rabbit it's still gonna end up being jessica's dad you know, like we talked about earlier, where he's doing all of these things because he was held captive by Dr. Christie. So he's doing this thing to destroy Christie Labs. Because, like, if if we they just present very, from, like, episode three on, this is, like, the episode where they very clearly establish that uh, Dr. Christie is a, a bad guy mm -hmm. for this series. You know, this is the first real episode where they confirm that the things that Jessica Rabbit is saying or is uh, talking about is real. Jessica episode. Rabbit. What was, sorry. <laughs> what was her name? <laughs> Jessica. 
Yes, no, stick with Jessica Rabbit. Yeah, Jessica Rabbit. <laughs> I got confused. Mr. Rabbit, there's Jessica. So, of course, it's going to become Jessica Rabbit. <laughs> but uh, what is her name? Uh Oh, shit. No, I can't remember. Jessica Stein? <laughs> I'm no. just going to. God damn it. Jessica Rabbit. Okay, just keep it for rabbit for now. <laughs> yeah, Jessica Rabbit. Jessica Rabbit. What did I say? Oh yeah, so Jessica, like she was held captive by Jessica, like her Jessica and Jessica Hyde. Rabbit. Jessica Hyde. That's a, yeah, that's what it's supposed to be. So. She's <laughs> yes. I cracked the code, John. Yeah, we you did it. Show's <laughs> over. <laughs> you know, like. Especially with like the people involved in this, where one of the things Cusack said in one of the interviews that I saw, where he's just like, you think this is going one way and then the ground, like the floor falls out from under you and then you, you don't know what's happening anymore. Oh, yeah. And you have to readjust. So everything so far. Because I mean, in, just... terms of, in terms of our predictions, like I totally, absolutely yeah. believe they won't come true, but it'd be kind yeah. of interesting. It'd be interesting, but like everything so far is just like we've established who the bad guy is. We've established that Jessica Hyde, not Jessica Rabbit, is indeed uh, what she says she is. You know, so it, it's there's been no real surprises or twists. So the real surprises, of course, is when she finds out that her dad is the one spreading this new pandemic, and or something. Because still, that's still very predictable. You know, yeah. so it can't be like a whole Darth Vader, I am your father thing. But it it I I think it's just a show that we have to just keep watching. Yeah. So I'm very excited to watch the next episode next month. <laughs> <laughs> well, I will say that there have been a lot of twists because I was not expecting immediate people to die last episode, right? Yeah. Um, like uh, what's her name? Sam. Sam. She was the leader of the group, right? Yeah. And she Jessica Rabbit don't like that. Yeah, she got her head blown off and then um you know arby's partner getting killed so quick like i was like oh i thought you were i thought this was it so like this is a a a movie a series that is not afraid of killing its darlings and i was Mm -hmm. like okay cool who's gonna die next and that's kind of nerve-wracking for me because i was like if they go after if they you know like who Mm -hmm. who are they gonna maim next (laughs) or seriously injured because i mean with wilson wilson he's kind of like a for me at least he's the fan him and becky are the fan favorites Mm -hmm. right but wilson for sure because he's like the conspiracy theory guy he's the one who has studied and done all these things and then finally in this episode they finally showed that he can get it out of handcuffs yeah which i was like i wish you could have done that last time but it's fine yeah but like i feel like this episode like we're only three episodes in, but this yeah. is my favorite episode because so the first two was just world building. Mm-hmm. So now they've set the pieces and it's just the show being able to be this show, yeah. you know? So we know where everything is. We know who people are. We know the, the mythology. Well, more or less yeah. some of the mythology, some of the mysteries we're trying to uncover, you know? So it's the first time that they don't have to set things up and just, let us experience it so we just get to experience uh the dynamic between the group being afraid of jessica we see what jessica's after like what jessica's methods are like that like 
the no matter what kind of method of doing what she needs to do. We see Cusack being like being the big bad, you know, and like even in like the timing of this show, mm-hmm. it's just more uh more revealed to us of just like the pace or what this show wants to be. Because this show this episode started way funnier than I thought it was gonna oh, because yeah. I started this show every week <laughs> after episode one. I have to prepare myself. I was just like, this is gonna be dark, you know? And then two weeks ago I said, I don't believe in dark comedies. And then this show st- starts with everyone just standing there, Jessica looking at them holding a gun. And then you just hear peeing sounds. <laughs> I was like, okay, she's standing up peeing. I'm confused as how this is happening physically. Uh-huh. And then it just shows her with her leg on top of the tank of the toilet and just uh-huh. a skirt, just peeing however she just... She's like, ah. maybe I'll get it in the toilet, maybe not. It's more so I have to relieve myself and try not to kill you at the same time. Yeah. I thought that was just the funniest thing. And then they're, they're standing there staring at her looking slightly disgusted because uh-huh. you're watching someone pee and also, like, there's a gun pointed at you. I thought that was so funny. It was so funny. And then the very next sequence is she she walks right past them, <laughs> walks over the body of the person, her their friends, Sam, that she killed one episode prior and just says, we're going to a funeral. Looks down at her and just says, nope, a different one. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, holy shit. What? I was like, oh, okay, Amazon. It was, it was very funny. Yeah. I think this is sorry. I think this episode was just very funny in so many different ways. Mm-hmm. Right? Cuz there there were those moments of funny there and then like at the funeral home um Becky is with her and the funeral is for the one of the sellers for the comic yeah, books. The fiance that yeah. um was killed. Um but <laughs> They're like scoping out who to talk to right at this funeral. That was so good. He's like that one. He's like, nah, he's he's lone guy with a suit. He's creepy. It's just all these things. He's like, well, in my case, like middle-aged women with brooches are talkative. And they're like, all right, come with me. Let's go. (laughs) And, And it's just, we already know that Jessica's pretty much homeless. She's a nomad. She will get whatever she can, right? Because we see that in the first episode when she shows up at the at the hotel room like she's taking things right yeah just without even thinking about it and not even getting all the things like she just grabs a wad of bills but doesn't take all of it Mm -hmm. she takes someone's ring but not everyone's ring like it's it's very like she's an in and out yeah Yeah. she's an in and out person and it's like she's in there she's close to becky but not close enough becky's you know talking to this woman who just talks too much and no one is noticing this girl who obviously doesn't fit in at a funeral home. Mm-hmm. Right? And she's just eating. The way she eats is incredible. <laughs> like, I've mentioned this before. I am such a big fan of act eating, acting yeah. eating. Like, the way Brad Pitt's just stuffs popcorn in his face in Moneyball. Or the way Brad Pitt eat, eats food in anything. You know, like, I think Kinda he's true. the Tom Cruise. Yeah, he's the Tom Cruise of running what comes to eating. You know, but <laughs> the way she eats, Jessica Rabbit does, and the way she just eats that. I don't even, what was that? It's was like that non-bread? It was so like a roll. Like, yeah. It was just, I don't like knickknacks, but it was like appetizer food. Because this is what happens at a wake, right? Like, you're, 
like we're Filipino, we have a whole feast. Yeah. Right. But I, but like other people just have like, oh, here's some, here's a piece of bread. Yeah. So oh. she like takes her roll, shoves it in her mouth, just rips it out, and then half of the loaf is still in her, like hanging out of her mouth, and she's just yeah. eating it. Like she doesn't even put it in her mouth, like with yeah. her hands. Like she just. She was just eating and intently watching what was going on with Becky. And it was so fucking funny. And it's very clearly like, yo, who are you connected to in this in this week? But Mm. also like you're staring hardcore. Yeah. (laughs) So weirdly. And her eyes were wide and she was like, Holy shit, this is working. This is working. I don't have to do anything. I'm gonna eat. And the whole time she's putting food in her pockets as well. Yeah, right? she's like, I don't have to kill anyone, and I get food. Awesome <laughs> stuff, stuff, stuff. Yeah, and then like the next scene is like these two redhead twins who yeah. are skinny and pale as fuck, just and come out in sandos, yeah, point so, guns at uh, like Wilson, the Wilson, car. and Ian are were handcuffed were handcuffed to the, to car. the car, and they were attacked by these two. You were saying Sando wearing redhead twins? Yeah. So if you, if you're familiar with Harry Potter, they looked like the Weasley twins, but worse. Yeah. And <laughs> like the, white trash Weasley twins. When I saw these two, I was just like, oh, oh okay, show. We, <laughs> we know Arby. He he is quite the character. We knew Arby's dead partner. He also quite the character. And then these two, very much like this gaggle of hitmen. I was just like, <laughs> come from the world of Napoleon Dynamite, yeah. where they're just the quirkiest, weirdest, most yeah. visually interesting hitmen ever. They're they're so unassuming, but yeah, they're they're dangerous, you know. So I saw them, and I was just like, of course they're the killers, right? And I think I think a few moments before that, before Jessica. And and Becky go into the par- the the funeral place, um, and she's giving the handcuffs to the other two, and mm-hmm. they're just like, you know, what do we what do we do if something bad happens? Like, oh well, right. Yeah. But if you leave, Becky dies. Like everything yeah. is like, oh, if you leave, someone dies. <laughs> yeah. Like okay, so no one go die. But <laughs> Jessica had that scene with Wilson Wilson too. Is that what you're gonna say? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> Like, okay, Wilson's eye is still bleeding because it was gouged yeah. out with a spoon, like, the day before, right? Yeah. Still bleeding. He just has sunglasses over it. So the whole time I'm thinking Lebowski. I love that, too, where he had, like, one <laughs> lens out so he could still see with his chlor- Clorox bleached eye. Aww, this poor guy is just, yeah. like, he's been the, the, he's the absolute tortured one and he's the most gung-ho about everything. He's been through the most. Like, his family is dead. He doesn't yeah, know he it doesn't yet, know but it, his right? family is dead. Yeah. He lost an eyeball. Um, he has yeah. impaired sight in the other one because of bleach being poured on him. Yeah. There's, like, all these things and he's, His like, eye is profusely bleeding. It won't stop. It won't stop. And he just goes, I bled through my napkin. And she goes, she just looks at him while she's handcuffing him. Millions of women bleed through their napkins. It's like, what am I supposed to do? And she's like, what well, we do, suck it up and just bleed. And I was like, this is the best. Like, what the fuck is up with this dialogue? And who is this Jessica character? So good. And so... That's all I kept thinking about was just like, man, Jessica has these really good quips, right? Throughout the whole thing. Um, and she just, I'm really intrigued about her character, 
I still don't know anything about her though and I think that's the thing we were talking about before of like the world building the world building in the first two episodes were really good but they still didn't build out Jessica's world so in this episode they were building out Jessica's world a little bit more right um and they they went more into like the mythos and like the way that she lives her life on the run or like underground or undercover because there was just so many moments of her like trying to figure out what to do next and I think that that was like the thing for me of like oh this is where we get to know more about Jessica and her life and her world and her dystopia utopia like mythology but at the same time, like, we still don't know who Jessica is or, like, mm-hmm. what this world is about. Because we we just see her be this badass the entire time. Mm-hmm. Right? And even then, like, I don't think the, the crew knows just how badass or what she's had to go through to get to this point where she just gives zero fucks. Mm-hmm. And, you know, after after the funeral parlor they get the information they're leaving she sees these two just fucking i don't know if they're beating up on ian and and wilson yet but they were very clearly holding them hostage at some point she runs over and becky cute little becky oh becky's my favorite (laughs) cute little becky with two coffees in her hand just yells at jessica and says be nice Be nice! Be nice! <laughs> and it's like, you about to get her killed! Because Jessica looks over and is like, what the fuck, face? Like, I can't be yeah. next to two people holding guns to me. Yeah. And then, of course, like, murder ensues. Or killing ensues. In the most coolest way. But again. It's the, it's the best. But it's also in my head, I was like, okay, there's a there's a quite a large level of belief. Was it suspension of belief or whatever? Because yeah. I'm like, well, okay. So if we hear multiple gunshots at a funeral parlor, <laughs> wouldn't uh-huh. we go outside to wonder what happened? Or is this just like, oh, those aren't gunshots? Because I feel like it's like that here. Yeah. Like, especially like one of the old neighborhoods I used to live in. I was like, is that a gunshot or is that an illegal firework? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I think now, which is, I'm guessing, the current, the former neighborhood you were referring to. <laughs> Where I hear loud noises and I'm just like, gunshot or firework? Yeah. Or illegal firework? Yeah. But like my immediate response is never to be like, I'm going to do what white people do and go, and go outside. Yeah. Yeah. No, you stay the fucking I'm going to stay inside. <laughs> so that was the one time I was like, okay, are people reacting normally? Or they're just like, we could stay in here. Yeah. We'll call the police. Yeah. But we'll probably stay in here. <laughs> well, there was thing- a lot of shit. Yeah. <laughs> there was and, a lot of gunfire. Oh God, it was it was a lot. And it it was also like they drove home with a guy's brains on the windshield. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> y'all didn't didn't even try to use the wipers. <laughs> like she just drove and yeah, then it like, just stayed on there and you're like, cool, guess we gotta ditch this car. But it was just yeah. it's really like I'm really intrigued about her world, and the more that they they reveal about it, because we only have like the quick the quick little like here was what the comic was about, 
mm-hmm. then you realize, oh, this is Jessica's world. Yeah. Then, you know, how much of that are we supposed to take at face value? And I think pretty much almost, almost all of it, because like they show Artemis, who is Jessica's like, Mentor. Uh, yeah mentor caretaker at some point after she got separated from her father and it was mm-hmm. just straight up like oh artemis is the badass she's the i forgot what they called her but she's basically jessica's protector and taught mm-hmm. her how to fight until mm-hmm. and then they separated because she, you know student student teacher thing or student mm-hmm. master thing like you when you're done you're done yeah right and i kind of suspected it with this episode i was like if she's gonna find artemis artemis isn't gonna stay around yeah. Yeah. And so I don't want to reveal what happened. Well, we kind of said it, but like there's this intense fight scene with Artemis and yeah, the whole time I was just like, yeah, this is this is pretty much how it's supposed to go. Even though yeah. we just met this woman. Yeah. yeah. This this very uh, intense fight scene between two badasses that featured Ian, <laughs> annoying Ian, uh, in a set that was so designed uh, from the uh, archives of Joel Schumacher. <laughs> uh, a lot of random lights, but it's, again, to explore that this is a very much, very different world uh, that Jessica Rabbit. <laughs> well, they're also, <laughs> what, based him, in I'm Illinois? Jessica Rabbit, yeah. Because, like, there's, um, there's a part where they talk about the Chicago library library which yeah. i think i've been to really yeah i've God, i went to chicago many many decades ago mm-hmm. <laughs> um i, I was go like, to chicago like they have c2e2 they have star wars celebration you know chicago i, I wish i would have explored chicago more but i had to go for school mm. and, and it was cold i remember it being cold but like no one wanted to visit Chicago the way I wanted to visit Chicago. Like, How did I you wanted... want to visit Chicago? Huh? How did you want to visit Chicago? Well, I wanted to go to the museums. I wanted to go to the oh. museums. I, you know, I always check out libraries. I I go to places, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and they would just go to the clubs, which I was like, cool, I'll oh. go there too. But also, yeah. can I go to the fucking museum? <laughs> when you to... say clubs, do you mean the dance clubs or the stripping kind, like we talked about <laughs> two episodes ago? <laughs> well. You know, it it was the uh, dance kind. The dance, ah. Yeah. So it was the, you know, the drinking dance kind. And the people that we stayed with were DJs. So it's the Filipino DJ scene in Chicago Mm. that is the birth of, I don't, I don't want to get this wrong, but like is known for house music. Mm. So we would go and support the people we were staying with. Mm Mm-hmm. But they weren't playing house music. They were playing, you know, hip-hop like we, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. So no one would be dancing or even in the club at these places. So it would be like (laughs) us. I went with a group of like five other people. It would be us and then the DJs and then that was it. Uh, So did they play like the hip-hop music because you you guys were there or? Well, I think that was just their expertise. And I don't know if if it was just... They were the early crowd, and then we would just leave. I, I honestly don't remember. I remember it being empty a lot. No. And then when we went to, like, a top 40, like, that was where the house music was. And I was like, the f- how the fuck do you dance to this? Yeah. <laughs> I'm doing the robot. <laughs> <laughs> so I was just like, I'm intrigued about how they're going to present Illinois in Chicago. Because, again, like, it's not in Chicago. 
Yeah. But, well, uh, like, yeah, the Chicago library scene where Becky finally gets to meet Grant. Yeah. That was great. That's one of my favorite scenes. So uh, Grant sends out a code to Wilson, Wilson, and Becky uh, to where he is and where they can find Utopia. And they finally decipher the code. They drive out to Chicago, and then they get stuck in traffic. And then Becky just gets fed fed up, and she just goes to Wilson, Wilson. She goes, uh, I, I, she's like, you stay here. You Hands on the wheel. I'm going to go. I'll meet you there. And she just leaves. And then Wilson Wilson goes, I'm visually impaired. And then Becky, very adorably, she goes, I'm sorry, while still running. She's my favorite. so cute. And she's like running. And at the same time, like Grant is like kind of getting picked up by this cop that's like, hey, you're under 14. You're out late at night. You're not supposed to be here. Where are your parents? Yeah, you've been here for too long. Yeah. And and it's I thought he was just going to be a jerk. But then like. The cop is like, come on, I'll take care of you. It pulls down yeah. Grant's hoodie and he's like, put your hood down. You look like a hoodlum. And it's like, yeah. oh, okay, you're just trying to be a nice cop. You're not trying to be like a jerk cop, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So it was very interesting. And then Becky's like, Grant! And, and he turns Grant, around. Very smart. He's just like, Mom! Yeah, and I was like, she looks like she's 14, but sure, whatever. Yeah. Oh, okay. She, I'm all you're white. She's not like yeah. sure, and like oh, the cops okay. like, oh, cool. Yeah, Be well, safe. I guess my work here is done. <laughs> <laughs> but then they have this really great exchange, and then she was just like, you forget the Porsche, and then oh, she yeah. just, and then he just hugs her and just kind of sinks into her arms, and I'm just yeah. like, ah, adorable. It's like, oh, you guys have like, you guys have been friends online. Like, of yeah. course, she would know each other. Yeah. And so I thought that was really sweet. I'm really excited to see how Grant kind of fits in, especially with Jer- Jessica. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. You know, like I'm kind of nervous about that. If she's yeah, going to. I'm very excited for Grant to be like, hey, Ian, shut the hell up. <laughs> right. I want to see this dynamic with Grant now. Yeah. Like it's it's interesting because like now that we know these characters more or less, mm-hmm. they've all been kind of separated except for the main group. Their interactions, like, just, I almost said cross-stitching, but just interconnecting. It's going to be so much fun for us now that we understand yeah. who these characters are. Yeah. So. And I think I think it's going to be really interesting because, like, in this episode, you see Jessica be broken. Mm-hmm. Like, she finds out her dad uh, might have burned down at this uh, mental hospital. You could have worded that so much better. How did I say it? <laughs> her dad might have burned down in a <laughs> mental I was like he could have died in a fire at okay, a okay. at a at a mental institution he was at. Um that's okay. how you find out like he created Utopia in this in this sanatorium sanatorium yeah. uh, asylum. Mm-hmm. Um so she finds out that information and then immediately after loses Artemis and you're in in like a very distinct way and you're just like she's having a day. Yeah. You know, at one point nothing. she just she's like crying and then she crawls into the kitchen cupboards. Yeah, and I was like, like oh. oh, and, and I then she comes out and she's just like, oh, you guys stayed. Yeah, I was like, oh my god, are they friends now? Is everyone yeah. friends? Is this their friend moment? Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, look at y'all. So it's it's very interesting to see like how I'm I'm very excited to see how like how they form a group now, mm-hmm. and how they just continue on knowing all the shit that's happened and Mm -hmm. knowing very 
very clearly that they're being hunted. Yeah. Because before it was like, eh, we don't know. You know, it could just be some weird cosplayer, but now, like, no, they're no, it's it's a thing. It's a thing, and I think yeah. I think I liked that. Even though we don't like Ian, I like that Ian had to witness what happened. Um, yeah, because then now and he can't through, say shit. Yeah, and through it all, Grace is <laughs> just trying to be brave. <sighs> Fuck that guy! Fuck you! <laughs> Stupid ass! Don't let him be. Me. Let him be brave, Grace. Let him yeah, be brave. He's not. He's not. <laughs> he's trying to white knight his shit through this and I was like stop simping you dick <laughs> oh no I think this is the, the angriest any character on any show or movie that we've talked about on the I show has him. Made I hate him he's... I hate him I know he's I don't not know. of this world and he's just re- I just ugh he yeah. went from like one of the favorites. Like, come on, man. Go back to yeah. your insurance job. I don't care about you. Just why couldn't fucking Jessica Rabbit have killed you? <laughs> no, I, no, seriously. Yeah. But I get it. I'm, <laughs> I wonder how long that girl has to be on the floor just dead. I know. That's why she's credited with so many episodes <laughs> on that on IMDb. <laughs> He's airing oh, no. a paycheck every fucking episode because they keep cutting to her like fucking decomposing corpse. God damn it. <sighs> Is there any other points for this episode that we've missed? I think that was it. Like we pretty like I'm just really excited to see what happens in the next six episodes, even though it's gonna take us a while to get through it. Yeah, so by the time we're done talking about Utopia season, season one, Utopia two. two might be out, so that kind of works. And yeah. it'll be sometime next year. <laughs> That's fine. I kind yeah. of like this monthly thing. Like it doesn't it gives us something to look forward to in terms of like Cusack's new work. Yeah. You and because there's only so many movies that we have for Cusack that um you know, because a lot of it is unknown. So from week to week, we don't know if we're going to be getting like really like dialed in Cusack, excited for the role, or we're going to get 2012 <laughs> John Cusack, you know. Aww. So, oh man, I feel bad. Like that, that movie's taking a beating. <laughs> like we make, we, we make a lot of jokes at that movie's expense, but it's I mean, fine. It's fine. It's, it's yeah. you know, let me just get in a limo and survive a fucking volcano. I really thought you were going to say, you just let me eat a dog into a boat. <laughs> 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 let me just eat this child real quick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? I don't know. But I'm, but, uh, I'm really excited about this and I'm really excited to see john's character mm-hmm. go in a direction that we are so excited for just again those dutch angles and the way that he like positioned his sinister face i was like oh. do you think there's a line that you're worried john cusack is going to do for this show well what would what what is a deal breaker as for a us? villain yeah for you what do you think like what if John Cusack's character just starts not only acknowledging but like starts participating himself in some of the body horror that you've been dreading. And again, I'm not a huge I hate body horror. And there was yeah. some body horror in here and I was like, God, why? Why? Every episode. 
you know, I prepare for it, but also, like, my hand is in front of the screen going, nope, 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 nope. I think, I think, he, I don't know if, see, that's the thing is, I don't know if he would dirty himself in that way, right? Because mm-hmm. he has his henchmen. Yeah. But if he has to, I definitely. What if it's for science? <sighs> He's a doctor. He's just like, okay, well, I'm I'm in the field. I need to know. And then he just starts getting his hands dirty. I don't know. <laughs> it's stressing you out. No, no, no. I mean, the body horror stuff, whatever. I, I think if you're asking if there's an act that's going to make me go, I hate this. Yeah. And, and not in a good way. I just, it's, it's, it has to do with violence towards women. Okay. But as far as like body horror, where he's just like ripping yeah, someone's so if like it's like unnecessary or... violence towards women, that I'd be like, yeah. okay, you did not have to put that shit in there. If he okay. has to take some fingers off or right. like dig around in a stomach like saw, I think I can kind of handle. Okay. Because like the body horror is not as horrible as saw, right? Like it's. Mm. Right? Yeah, because I watched this like I did a marathon of the Saw movies like, during Halloween time, and it's I can't. like like I was fine with those actually because it's you know core. you kind of know yeah you kind of know what you're getting into, and I was just like all right whatever it's Saw, you know, and because it's in that world you kind of are okay with it, but for this they I've, do it so well. We'll see. Where it's like oh I'm gonna go on my phone now. It's like Saw and like other things that we're used to in terms of body horror, like Super Sheer or whatever the fuck that ballet movie was. Like, it's like you kind of expect like it to look over the top. Yeah. Right? That's Saw the thing. is going to be over the top. Here, the body horror is so subtle. It's, mm-hmm. it, like, you and know, it's I, that Ridley Scott thing of like less is more. Yeah. Where you're just like, you know, he's digging. In his his yeah. head for an mm-hmm. eyeball, like it was an old bucket of rocky mm-hmm. road. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're gonna just show you enough so you you get the idea, yeah. as opposed to saw. We're like, here's a bucket of blood and uh, eyeball that we found at the spirit store. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the thing is that it's the subtle and it's like the 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 angles that are like you're not gonna see all of it, or even like what was hap- what was happening with Artemis was like they were peeling the nails off mm-hmm. you, you don't necessarily see that but you see like the knife tip go underneath the nail and i again like it's those subtle things that i'm like you know if you put a nail in the foot mm-hmm. or like have a knife go through the foot i'm gonna freak out about it's yeah. things underneath the nail that i totally forgot about i hated yeah, I hated that. As soon as I did that, I just started clenching and unclenching my fist. I was just like, oh, let it go, let it go, let it go. Yep, Stop. yep. Because they did that in, in Lost with Sawyer. And I was mm-hmm. like, fuck you with that piece of horror that I didn't need to know about. And they did the they did this in Twin Peaks mm-hmm. where they had to dig something out of a, a girl's fingernail. And I was like, this, I hate it. I'm going to throw up. Yeah, like it's, those little, it's those little things of like, sure, I can see someone this disemboweled and uh, of like okay yeah okay yeah. hollywood whatever okay, but stop when, you, when you see like <laughs> a very little thing go underneath the nail or you like see like a knife shoved into a foot i'm like i'm out yeah that could actually <laughs> accidentally happen to me <laughs> I, yeah i can't i cannot 
this is torture. This is a form, literally a form of torture, and I I cannot. Yeah. And and I think it does that in so many ways of like. I don't know. I I don't know if Amazon is just really good at this because it was kind of like that with the boys, where it's like, here's all this fucking gore. I, I in the worst yeah. way, right? Yeah. <laughs> and in this one, like there was gore. I mean, you, you physically see someone's head get blown off and brains onto a, a window, which mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, cool. Fucking knife goes underneath it. Not even the whole knife. A knife tip goes underneath the the thing, and I'm like across the room, going, nope, 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 nope. Yeah. So like it's and it's you know not true body horror in Cronenberg way, but it's still like. Ugh. Yeah, it just makes you be like, ooh, what else can it's I pretend to look at un- in the room right it's now? Unsettling, it's just unsettling. <sighs> and I know, I know more of that's gonna happen because that's just how it's been in every fucking episode that there's yeah. something. And, and if anything, I feel like they're gonna do a break where they're like. All right, guys, we we're gonna take we'll ease off on them, and then the double down in the next episode that they do. <laughs> well, I I think for me, like to be un- completely unsettled by Cusack's characters to see what ad- what type of advanced torture he would do, because I don't doubt that they're gonna, there's going to be something where he tortures someone, most likely Jessica, mm-hmm. and I just want to see what he what, what he would he do. Does. Yeah, right. Because, like, that's the, like, people who've studied anatomy are always, like, in the movies are the worst torturers. Mm-hmm. Right? Because they know, like, where things are. And I'm like, this guy's going to know how to torture someone very well. And especially since I think at some point he has trained his henchmen what to do, how they do what they do. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know? So I'm ready to see, like, just how bad John is. Uh, or, exactly. Yeah, John's character is. Bring on more evil Cusack like we requested. And as soon as it <laughs> happened, I was just like, oh my god, it's just what I dreamed it would be. Right? It's so good. It's so, so good. good. And I think that's also another thing. I'm just like, you know, usually we talk about other things that come, but with these episodes, especially like when we watch Utopia, like we just keep talking about Utopia. And there's not too much given to us especially Mm -hmm. since we didn't want you know the first two we didn't want to spoil Mm -hmm. we still talked for a long time and i think with this one they gave us so much i was just like dude i'm ready for cusack yeah you know i'm ready but just the last what like five minutes i kept rewatching it and there were so many things it's such a good yeah such a good sequence so many things i was just like whoa yeah so audience you definitely should check out this show absolutely Uh, a true testament is if well the fact that we made it through two episodes not spoiling anything just (laughs) so you would try and then now if you weren't watching it still we were like if well if non-spoilers is working not working we'll try spoilers just to try and get you to watch this show and another option if one reason you're not watching the show is because you don't have amazon prime i'm pretty sure there's an amazon prime deal right now where you could try a free trial for amazon prime well all the whole season one is up go binge it and then cancel if you need to just watch this show it's really tremendous <laughs> just so you know what we're rambling about <laughs> yeah we are and not sponsored by amazon we're not sponsored and also, um, we're not telling you to use your uh, student id to sign up for a free trial and 50 percent discount off so we are not telling you to do that but yeah. should you have that 
please watch the show and many other amazing shows on Amazon. Like, what else is on there? <laughs> what else? Boys. Oh, okay. I haven't finished it yet. The boys is good. It's a, it's a lot. There's a it's laser a baby. It's fucking yeah. amazing. <laughs> laser baby. <laughs> laser baby is fucking amazing. Um, I liked Transparent, even though there was problematic people on there. What's Transparent uh, about? Uh oh, it's about um a family. One of their parents is transitioning into a woman, mm. and um, it's the kids just kind of realizing like what they want out of relationships and their sex their own sexualities. I only mm. got through I think two seasons of that, and then there was some drama with with the main guy, and so I was like, I don't know if I want to keep watching oh that's the one with the dude from uh arrested development huh? yeah uh Tavor. yeah where he uh yeah did some some shit off set or on set nice yeah not a nice yeah he's yeah (laughs) but i mean like i i do want to finish that eventually there's another one tignotaro who i i think she's a phenomenal like comedian she has her own mm-hmm. show on there too and i want to watch that so i you know i there's a like, lot yeah there's a lot to lot like on, on amazon yeah. um so and again not Utopia sponsored is definitely one of those things you need to like yeah so again yeah. we're not sponsored but <laughs> we would gladly take some of that bezos money if offered yeah trillionaire can you uh spread that wealth yeah so i want to share so we can buy more stuff and <laughs> if we are sponsored maybe i can stop spon- sponsoring our merch that can be fi- found on the link tree in our instagram uh so you know go buy some merch for the holidays stay warm yeah get but, you uh, know get get some good stuff for the spring too because by the time it comes to you you, you'll, you know you, you might be a plant bitch yeah <laughs> just plan ahead yeah. Um, but yeah. is there anything else you wanted to talk about, Grace, for this episode? No, I think uh, that's it. Utopia like this, or otherwise. This episode just just was fun. Like it was. Yeah. Funnier. It's my favorite episode thus far. It's funnier. Uh, evil Cusack. Evil Cusack, and I think we understand the world. Yeah. A bit more. So very excited for the next episode that we talk about Euphoria. Um, but for the next episode next week. It is our season finale. I probably yep. spoiled that already. Uh, but we are talking yep. about serendipity yeah. with two awesome people. Two very, very, very fun people. And we are so excited and very happy to have them on the... Yeah. Should we tell who it is or should we make that a surprise? We can surprise it. If you okay. are interested, tune in. Yeah, tune in next week for the but season they're, finale. They're pretty amazing. They're awesome people. Um, and we've recorded that episode already, and it was yeah. a fun one. Kind of a uh, uh, <laughs> half a drunken episode because half of the people on the show were, were drinking. Yeah. Uh, so look forward to that. Um, but until that time, until the season finale, uh, remember everyone be brave even for a moment. Fuck. We'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. All right, so it's been. I I guess I've did my outro wrong. Let's try this again. Remember, everyone, uh, be brave even for a moment. My name is John, and I'm Grace. 
And we'll see you next time, John. Why are you forgetting this? We took one week off and you forget everything. Oh my god, how do oh shit. All right. Remember everyone. Let's try this again. Remember everyone, be brave even for a moment. I hate it. Until the next episode, my name is John. I almost said my name is Grace. My name is John. And I'm Grace. Uh, what the fuck goes next? Oh, no. What goes next? Bye? You say bye. I say bye. God damn, roll credits. <laughs>